All right, guys, before we get stuck into today's episode, I want to thank the major sponsor of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, Unify Health Supplements. Unify have the highest quality ingredients on the market along with the best tasting products. You guys can head to unifyactive.com and use the code DJK10 to get 10% off all products on the website. So that's DJK10 at unifyactive.com to save 10% on all products with Unify Health Supplements. Let's get stuck into the show. Hi, my name is Steph Claire Smith. I'm the co-founder of Keep It Cleaner. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Hey, Steph. (laughs) Hello. How are you? (laughs) Good. Welcome back to the show. Sorry, I was late. <laughs> no, just a little bit. It's all right. No worries. No, we didn't have anywhere to be. That's going to be my, my my biggest floor, I think. Rocking up 45 minutes late. Don't. You don't no, need to tell everyone how late it, it was. But no, it's actually, it's something that annoys me. And I feel like you're the type of person who would be like, well, then fix it. Yeah. I know. Nah, but it was out of your control. I understand it was out of your control. <laughs> it was, yeah. That's okay. Um, how have you been? This is, I think this is number four. I feel very special. You should, yeah. It's a very elite crew of <laughs> four times guests. But um, how have you been Good. since the last time you've been on the show? Good. I obviously get to catch up with you every now and then, which is nice, but I'm sure the um, the listeners would be super interested to hear from you. I think we have done an episode um, mm-hmm. since you've had Harvey. Mm-hmm. It was in lockdown. I reckon we did it on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, but how has mum life been over the past year? It's been amazing. So Harvey's 18 months old now. Um, and I've been back at work for quite a while now and I feel like I'm finally finding my feet with all of that. That's not to say that there's weeks where I get super overwhelmed, um, but it took me a long time to settle back in to working. Yep. Um, but I feel like I've got that right amount of balance where I'm seeing Harvey enough to feel like my, my cup is full um, and I'm not missing out too much on life with him, but then I'm also getting to, you know, put the groundwork in at work that I'm still super pumped about and um, getting fulfilled in that area too. So that's all good. I think the hard thing is then on top of those two big things Mm. is then finding time for fitness. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like, again, I've finally... And Josh guy? And the Josh Josh guy. That's so true. Yeah, Yeah, I can't forget about it. (laughs) No, but in in all seriousness, that too... um, has been one of those challenges that you got to constantly make sure that you're still making time for each other when you become parents. But the fitness thing, it's funny. I've always been able to prioritize time for me and, and, and make that work. But since balancing work with motherhood, it's very challenging because outside of work, I just want to be with Harvey and Josh. Mm. Like I don't, as much as I know exercise, you know, fulfills me and gives me energy and all the good stuff. I just feel like I'm missing out on time with him. And so I try and soak it all up. So for a while there, I was doing little bits here and there, but then I started to realize how much of a physical routine actually makes a difference to who I am. Yeah. And I used to, and I just started craving that side of me. And, and so it did actually become super important to, to make that time. So I think right now I've finally found a bit of a routine where I'm being active. It's not nearly as active as I used to be prior to being pregnant or having Harvey, but 
I feel like I've got a really good balance now where I'm staying active enough and I'm mm-hmm. in enough of a good routine where I'm feeling really good and energised, um, but I'm not taking away too much time with him. Yeah, well, two things off the back of that. So uh, when we spoke last time, obviously Harvey was still super fresh mm. um, and that was one thing, and you and I have talked about it a lot, that you found super difficult mm. is when you're with Harvey, obviously you want to spend as much time as you can with him and Josh, but then being able to be present, having like the passion and drive that you do to, to continue to build, keep it cleaner and not be, like trying to not overconsume yourself with the fact that you can't be there all the time. And then when you're at work, the same kind of problem the opposite <laughs> way around. So what was there anything in particular that you helped, that helped you in terms of, was it a mindset shift? Was it, um, did it just, in time get better or mm. what were the things you did to help with that because i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that may not run a, a huge fitness app but um it'd have to be very a similar in terms of yeah they've got a career and things that they were used to before totally oh totally i think motherhood parenthood changes your life dramatically and really does um take flexibility and spontaneity out at anyone's routine and we're all busy like we're all busy it's all relative um but for me definitely over time it gets better it's not something that I fixed overnight Mm. or that I could just set myself up with a new routine and it worked um and even in saying that my routine now is still flexible it has to be because you know there's some weeks where we're shooting there's some weeks where we're on the kick tour like things happen and so it has to change but I found that starting small um and like one of the things that I absolutely love that we've put into the app is the kick minis which are five or ten minute workouts and for me it was honestly starting with tiny you know amounts of moving for Mm -hmm. five to ten minutes wherever I could fit it in could be in the morning before I have my shower or like in the morning before Harvey woke up and sometimes what happened with that is that five or ten minutes would kind of get those endorphins going and Harvey might not have been awake or I'd realize actually I've got a little bit more time up my sleeve and I'd end up doing more anyway Mm -hmm. but then even if I didn't I still felt really good for moving my body for that short amount of time and it's still kind of felt like I was in this active routine so that when maybe a weekend rolled around and I had a bit more time, I was motivated enough to do a full workout or a longer workout because I found that if I was doing nothing at all during the week, like even without the minis, by the weekend, like I just, you just get out of routine and you just can't be bothered, you know? So it was starting (laughs) small and then eventually I found more time and I found more space of finding the time to, to fit in those things. And then you know, something that I've even done with you is outside of my workouts um, at home, balancing that with Harvey's naps and everything like that and work is trying to commit to at least one session. Mm. It's kind of turned into one session a fortnight, not one session a week, (laughs) like I'd kind of set out. But having that kind of penciled in helps because even if I only got that one session with you a week and a couple of kick minis throughout the week or a Pilates thing at home, I feel like that's, that's been filling up my cup. Yeah. Do you find as well, something that I've even found, um, you know how much I love training, <laughs> but um, I'd been in the, like the routine or I guess the habit for so long of training in comparison to a, a regular gym goer. Like mm. I would train six days a week mm-hmm. and like could train a seventh, mm-hmm. but force myself not to. Whereas since like I've gotten busy with other stuff as well, I'm still doing like enough training, but I've also realized that I don't need to do as much as what I was doing before mm-hmm. to either still see results or at least maintain um, and feel good. So mm-hmm. have you found 
having to strip it right back and then now as you said okay maybe it is just a, a short workout throughout the week multiple times and then you get the chance to do the bigger one have you realized that maybe even before you were probably just exercising a lot out of habit yeah and not necessarily needing to like a conversation i have with danielle a lot is that you know she loves training as well mm. so she wants to do the five six days a week which is awesome but also getting her to understand that if she didn't do that if it was three times a week yeah. four times a week she could still see the yeah. same results yeah without having to like train excessively mm-hmm. oh 100 100 and i think back to what my routine was like so i hate bringing up covid but going back into lockdown before having harvey mm. i was working out six days a week and like doing multiple kick workouts a day just because i had time like there wasn't anything else to do and because especially in melbourne we had such a tight lockdown where there was days where I didn't even really go for a walk or if I did, it was a short one because mm-hmm. we were limited with time and all of that sort of stuff. Um, because I was sitting in an, in the house all day, I felt like do, doing more exercise was like necessary because I didn't have the kind of usual things like walking to the car or walking around yeah. the shops and all that sort of stuff. So um, it felt necessary and it felt normal and good for a while. There's no way I could fit that into my schedule yeah. even if I wanted to these mm-hmm. days but I definitely still feel as good and as strong working out three to five days a week now as opposed to six days a week. Mm. Like, and I absolutely. feel like you appreciate the workouts better too. Definitely. Like you genuinely, yeah, as you said, sometimes it's hard to fit in, look but you look to forward to it a lot, yeah. um, which you probably get more out of them anyway. The other part of that was um, obviously with your content, one of the in alignment, uh, in alignment with that thing that's changed, I guess, is you posting more content around the understanding of how hard it can be Mm. to actually fit the workouts in. Mm. Um, Obviously, you and I are in health and fitness space. So prior to having Harvey, it Mm. it kind of, even though we still have to have the discipline to train, it does come a lot more naturally to get your workouts in in comparison to working, say, a nine-to-five job or Mm -hmm. something which is outside of the fitness industry. Um, Have you had a good response to people now kind of, I guess, not appreciating but seeing that you have the understanding of what it's like for yeah. the other side. Yeah. Um, but even though I think with Keep It Clean, obviously it's always catered to that, mm-hmm. like being able to fit your workouts in, mm-hmm. even if you're busy, you're not having to commit to excessive amounts of time and whatnot. But um, I don't know, has there been certain things within Keep It Cleaner, with Keep It Cleaner which you've now prioritised more, knowing what it's actually like to have limited time to fit it in and have to make it more of a priority? Oh, definitely. I think... For both Laura and myself um, and anyone really, as you get older, I think we all get busier. I mean, until maybe retirement. But um, And so I think it has been about making the most of those times when you do get to be active and not taking them for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so being more specific with that time. So for Laura, she's identified over the years of training that running truly fulfills her, like yeah. both mentally, physically. Like it's just – it it's her – engine (laughs) she needs to run um and so it's an exercise type that she prioritizes however particularly living in melbourne it's not always like the best environment to run outside um and so she was always into the treadmill Mm -hmm. for her workouts hence why she became a treadmill trainer for for the program um because that was something that she was really passionate about so we're forever finding things out through either the community who are giving us feedback and asking for certain things 
or even just our life in general, like when we launched Kick Bump, because mm-hmm. I, it wasn't because I became pregnant, but it was when I became pregnant, I started realizing how important it was to have that type of content within the app. And it's not to say that like the community hadn't brought it up enough before, mm-hmm. but it was just like, I was living it. So I was understanding the need and the want for it. So I definitely think when it comes to what kind of content we release in the app or the features that we change, um, we do learn along the way from our own lives, but really it is about just like honing in and listening to the community and what they want. And something that they have responded really well to is those kick minis. And I think that is because they can fit it in whenever and wherever and also doesn't it's it goes from being an all or nothing yeah all or something a hundred all or something hundred percent and also i think they're really enjoying most of the minis um they're all kind of like targeted like it might be a core mini or a glute mini so they might have their other sessions that they follow and Mm -hmm. then they use a mini to like stack on and like use it as a bit of an extra push not only in a way of like hey i've only got five or ten minutes i'm going to do a mini they're now like expanding their other workouts and using them as extra challenges which is awesome so it's we can see that in the data we can see what they like and what's being followed the most and i think that has told us that people are wanting things to just fit into the life their life like they want it to be easier and that's what we've tried to do from the start with kick because we've tried to find ways to make healthy living easier because people who aren't living that lifestyle think it's impossible or think it's like so hard to achieve but you just have to define what that looks like for you you. because everyone's different as you know and we just try and make it easy for them to do that yeah that's awesome i think it's been a massive um not a transition because it's just a slight addition i guess you would say but i reckon it has made a significant um difference and even feedback i've got from as you said to before like people who were smashing their workouts consistently but probably wanting a little bit more like being able to add that in mm. um is is super cool uh, i'm very curious like this is a bit of a shift from that mm. um curious as to obviously yourself and laura have been able to build uh, an incredible community of um I'm not even going to call them followers like just community around their care cleaner um brand and whatnot and then you've also now on the business side had to build a staff as mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. Um, which is something new to both of you well, not so much now but it was new to mm-hmm. both of you is have you found like similarities in terms of the core things you need to focus on to build a community and uh, a um a well-connected or, or good culture staff place i think so <laughs> in comparison to both or is it has it been different I mean, there's definitely differences, but I think there's a lot in that with both our community and our internal team, there's a lot of value. Internal team, that's what I'll go with next yeah. time. <laughs> there's a lot of values that um, cross over, like kindness is super important in, in our business. Um, kindness to each other, but then also to ourselves and, and also like owning it and everything like that. That is a value that we do also cross over into the community. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, if we've promised a feature or a content drop and for whatever reason, something's gone late, Laura and I have been known in the past to own up to that in the community and just be honest about it. Mm. Um, and also be honest and real in the type of content we share. We often put up like bloopers or not even bloopers, like the actual content will just have you know, mess ups in it. We yeah. just leave it in because yeah. that's us. Um, so we're very much the same with our own team as well. We do show our vulnerabilities to our team, um, which I think is a challenge in itself because as leaders, and I know this is something that Laura often um, struggles with, but you want to show your vulnerabilities, I suppose, to humanize yourself and to level with them. Yes. But at the same time, it's like, 
you need to get to that point where you can feel like you can do that and still be an aspirational leader or yeah not lose the the i don't know if respect is the right word but like the kind of yeah i don't know if authority is the right word either, no, but like d- there, yeah. there needs to be like respect a, maybe yeah um but i think it's i think as time goes on we're realizing more and more that showing vulnerability doesn't mean that you can't be a strong leader mm. i think it was a misconception to begin with i think you would think that you couldn't show them if you're struggling with something and you yeah, have to true. seem like you've got it all together all the time. But yeah. we've got an incredible team um, who really, you know, has each other's back if, if we need to get through something. Some of them were – well, most of us wear a lot of hats within the business as well. Yeah. Whilst the team is growing um, and everyone definitely has their main focuses and stuff within their role, there's a lot of times where we're helping each other and, yeah. and wearing multiple hats. So you kind of have to have that vulnerability to get through. On the topic of vulnerability, like within the business or just – maybe not within your, within your team, but just business in general. Um, has there been any things that you've identified that you were super vulnerable about that you've had to kind of really work on and feel like you've made improvement on within business? Because obviously it's something that, as I said, was completely new to both yourself and Laura mm. um, starting to hire staff and, mm-hmm. and build such a, a an empire. Mm. Um, so has there been certain things that you struggled with that you feel like either one you're working on now or two that you've kind of gotten on top of? Yeah, I mean, there. so I work across like to, to make it like a very clear example, I work a lot with the um, dev team and the marketing team on the product experience. So, you know, when someone enters the app, the actual mm-hmm. experience that they have. And so we're working on a lot of really cool features and everything like that. And I love being a part of that. Um, I'm very creative. And so I love being in anything mm-hmm. that's got to do with either content or the experience that someone has while they're on the app. Um, and I also feel like I understand our customer, y- yeah. you know, more than anyone almost. Um, and, so I, I, I really get really passionate about making changes for them mm-hmm. um, and putting myself in their shoes. Where I struggle with that is there's certain parts of my role that I'm learning as I go. Like I'm not a I, – I don't have experience in project management or yep. um, product management, um, but some of my role I'm, I'm kind of owning a lot of mm-hmm. those areas. And I feel like the moment I owned up to that and – you know, was speaking to like our, our, our team lead in the dev side and everything like that and owning up to the fact that like I am learning mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, owning up if I've missed something or if I've missed a detail, I have felt more confident in meetings and stuff like that. Because for a long time I was sitting there in my head thinking, fuck, shit, that was, fuck, that was me. Or like, I should know that. I should have yeah. done that. I should and not really owning up to it. And then so it was like suddenly, you know. A gray area between yeah. what, like who was kind of. 100%. Yeah. And it just stressed me out. And I was overwhelmed yeah. because I wasn't really owning up to it. Um, and so I have found that actually saying, hey, hey, can you can you describe this to me in another yeah. term? Or yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I'm probably going to need a week of learning what this means. Yeah. Um, and just being honest about it. I think a lot of respect has come from both sides of the team in that because – I think as well, like from their perspective, that then allows them to feel not they wouldn't already, but appreciated and understand that they totally. have such a big significant role within the whole process as well. Oh my god, so it absolutely. allows them to feel more empowered about themselves, knowing that they're not just there to kind of 
do what they're told. Which no. Which is not the case, obviously, but I mean, like, they We've buy expertise. into the... Yeah, they buy into yeah. the fact that they are truly part of the whole... They're there for a reason. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and Laura and I just, like, forever in awe of a lot of their skills and... Um, yeah, love, love learning from them. But I think that was that was a learning for me and that's something that I'm like continuously trying to to work on and mm-hmm. be open about. Um, and I suppose lead by example in that area too. Like I would hope that anyone in our team, if they're ever feeling overwhelmed with something because they don't understand it, to be able to say, put the hand up and be like, I don't get this. Instead of nodding and being like, yep, no worries, but inside shitting themselves. Yeah, I would much rather work through things just so that we can kind of get it right from the get-go. I'm curious, like within the business space, um, is there certain people or platforms or resources that you look to for guidance around everything within business or are you kind of more so just in the trenches, learn on the fly and, and, and kind of through your own actual experience? The More often than not, um, learning in the trenches. Yeah. I think we've learned more from just kind of diving in and experiencing things ourselves then I, I didn't study business. I didn't even study in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't go to uni. So there's a lot that I have had oh, to. <laughs> well, I mean, like, cause I think that's a, that's another misconception. I think if you'd asked me and I was like 16 at school, mm-hmm. if I was ever going to be a business owner, I would have been like, I don't even know where to begin with that question. Like I know, yeah. <laughs> no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know anything. Um, and there is a lot I don't know. But as I kind of said earlier, I'm so open to learn. Yeah. And I personally find I'm a very visual person and hands-on kind of person. That is how I learn. I don't learn well from books. Mm. Um, I don't really learn well either from classes. Like if I was in a class, I would need to be putting my hand up and asking a bazillion questions and like yeah. getting them to draw it out in a diagram for me to understand. Yeah. Um, so for me, learning through the experience connecting and networking with other business owners or other people in similar positions and just talking to them about experiences has been the way that I've learned along the way. And as I said, also just putting my hand up and yeah. Mm -hmm. And and also not, not putting myself in a role. Like I've always been tried to be really mindful of like making sure that I'm not putting my, I want to be put in a role where I'm challenged, but I don't want to be put in a role where I'm in too deep and I don't understand it because there's someone else better for that position in my mind. I don't need to be good at everything. I don't want to be good at everything. I'm not a perfectionist in that way that, you know, needs to kind of tick all the boxes. Mm -hmm. I know what I'm good at and I know where I can grow and I don't try and put too much pressure on myself to fully understand the other areas, um, which I think helps me grow in those other areas. Yeah, definitely. You and I have had conversations about like – specific goals and directions of where you want to take care of cleaner and stuff outside of work as well. How do you find the balance between, so, cause obviously yourself and Laura work extremely hard and you know, if there's a certain idea or whatever, you implement it straight away. If there's demand for something, obviously you make sure that the, you know, the community gets what they're asking for and whatnot. So on that side, there's kind of like a sense of instant gratification, <laughs> but then obviously within business, it's a long, it's a long term yeah. play, and you need to be able to be open, and and you have to have um, a lot of mindset around delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. Is that hard to find a balance of like seeing where the business out, where the business is now, and the community, and knowing like the potential it can have, mm-hmm. but then also being understanding of the fact that you have to have delayed gratification to get Mm. there in the way that you want to. Yeah, I mean, it's funny bringing up instant gratification because there are certain things that we can do 
almost instantly. But when it comes to the, so for example, the stuff that I'm working on at the moment within the customer experience, there's so many exciting features and stuff that's, that's mm. coming, right? And it's not just content, it's actually within the experience. That stuff is a slow slog. Like yeah. there's a lot of complexities to making changes in an app. And so it's something that I grapple with every yeah. day because I'm like, I see the designs, I get really excited by the visuals. I put myself in the community shoes and I just like can't wait for it to be live. Yeah. But then I've got to like slowly work through daily every little detail with the dev team mm-hmm. and making sure it aligns with what we're doing on the marketing side. And it's um it's one of those like biggest teasers ever. <laughs> so it, they're usually really long. Um so I think that's kind of trained me into <laughs> being okay with waiting yeah. <laughs> for gratification. Um, but I think with, with kick in the long term, I mean, for Laura and I, our hearts are still so absolutely in kick and we have so many big ambitions and dreams for where we want to take it. Um, and I think that's been the funnest challenge for me, I would say well, funnest and also like hardest challenge um, is grappling with the fact that having Harvey has only deeply confirmed in my soul that I wanted to be a mom and yeah. that like motherhood is a huge part of my identity. And so I think what that's done has only, I suppose, turned the notch up a little bit for my, um, my hunger to like do bigger and better things with kick yeah. and to reach more people. Because for me, it's like, I love kick and my heart's there. Um, however, love being a mom and like motherhood is like a huge part of me and so I do want to get to a point where we do reach those goals with kick and 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 I can be really proud of that not to say I'm not proud now I'm proud every day of what we're doing um but yeah I'm not done yet yes um but I do think I I, I'm not the kind of person that's like I'm never done I need to keep going I'm I'm not that like I definitely Mm. think I'm the type of person who strives for a life of being content this might be a tricky question, but if you were someone listening at the moment, whether it's male or female, and had aspirations to build maybe not something the same as Kick, but wanted to build a community through their own journey, through their content online, become a personality, I guess, within mm. the the fitness space. What like what what would what approach would you take? Sorry, just mm. struggled there to get that one out. What approach would you take? to do that like what path would you go down like in terms of strategy you don't have to go into detail but like where would you be putting your time and attention to get from starting at zero yeah to building some form of community and personality social media is a really funny place because it's like continuously changing um the algorithms and everything make it hard to kind of give someone a clear strategy and mm. how to do that but i think something that worked back when I started growing and we started growing our kit community that still works today is being authentic and yeah, just no, no bullshit. Like whatever, whatever business you're working on or, or if it's you, if you're working on like your personality mm-hmm. is the business and you're wanting to build this community, you, people can read through bullshit now. Yeah. Um, and people can tell if what you're putting across is not true to you. So I think that's really important. Um, I would say if it's to do with business, you've got to make sure that whatever you're working on, it's something that you actually care about and that you're passionate about. Mm. Um, Cause if you don't, you'll get over it because it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. really hard. And then when it comes to community, it's about being really engaged with them. Um, you know, respecting every, every follower and every comment. And, you know, if people take the time to message you, 
um, you know, take the time to read it. And pe- depending on how many people you are talking to, like obviously I don't, I'd put my hand up, I don't reply to every DM, but yeah. if I did, I would never look up from my phone. Um, however, when I do have the time or if I get something that's really touching, of course I will take the time to write yeah, back. Yeah, for sure. And when Laura and I were first building the kit community, particularly in that Facebook community, we were writing back to every post in that yeah. community. And that community is an incredibly engaged community still. Not a lot of people are using Facebook anymore, but yeah. the kit community yeah. are. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they are. Um, and so, and I think a lot of that was because at the start, we were super active in there, making sure everyone felt seen and heard mm-hmm. um, and supported. And then since then, now the whole community just gets around each other. Yeah, um, that's awesome. And we're still in there. We're yeah, still yeah. active in there. But it's like we're just a part of the community now. Yeah. And it, I think that's where you want to get to. I always to. find that crazy when you know, there will even be people who reach out to me with like a DM or whatever and when I respond, it's like, oh, I can't believe you responded. Yeah. Whatever. I'm like, how could you be in a space where you are genuinely, your intention is to grow your audience yeah. but then not interact with the people yeah. that you are asking something of? It's um, it's crazy. But, no, nah, it's awesome. Obviously, you built such a, an amazing thing and it's continuing to grow. Something that I wanted to ask you about actually is to do with Josh. Mm-hmm. So um, Josh has obviously always been active and, and healthy yeah. and fit. Yeah. But I think it's fair to say within the past 12 months in particular, he's really stepped it up and taken it, made it a big priority of his to get super consistent with his training, which he's done such a good job of. Um, you know, really put some focus on yeah. his food and stuff, which I know has had such an impact um, on him. He looks fucking awesome. And, <laughs> um, you know, I know he's really, really enjoying it. What has been the, I guess, the differences or the biggest, um, I don't even know if it's changes that you've noticed um, within Josh, like not so much physically but just as a person or even mentally um, around the house or just within the relationship since he's kind of really stepped it up a notch. And I'll just quickly say as well, when I say stepped it up a notch, I I just mean like in terms of consistency and stuff. Oh, yeah. He would go like like six months of not doing one ounce of exercise to then – Two months of like every day. Yeah. He was a zero to a hundred kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So consistency is definitely the right word. Yeah. Um, his confidence, I would say, is the biggest thing that has, has yeah. shifted. Like he was not feeling good about himself. Um, and it wasn't all about the physical. He just like, he just wasn't feeling that great and that healthy. Um, and again, I think he was starting to realize, because for such a long time, I was like, just try and find some consistency. Like you don't have to work out like six days a week or you don't have to do this. You don't have to, you know, if you're working out, you have to eat chicken and broccoli. Like, you know, you can find a balance that is motivating to you and that way you can sustain it. Like that's, I mean, that's how I live and that's how I've been able to sustain it. So I was always trying to push that, but he was such a zero to a hundred kind of person. He could not fathom doing that. Um, And I think it just got to a point where the zero to a hundred lifestyle wasn't working for him. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was shifting his mental state like all over the place. So once he did start to find regular exercise and for him that ended up being by joining a gym with some friends, um, he started to reap the benefits of regular um, exercise. And he also started to realize that he could have a balanced approach to the Mm -hmm. way he was eating and drinking. He didn't need to go like, I'm not touching alcohol for two months. I'm only eating like strictly whole foods and working out six days of the week. Mm. He didn't need to go all the way. He could, you know, work out three to five days a week with his mates, still have a beer on the weekend, still have some wine with me and just eat like generally wholesome foods. Um, And 
feel good about that. Yeah. And I think it just took only, I reckon, maybe two weeks of doing that for him to be like, oh, this isn't, this isn't so bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, it also probably uh, plays into the importance of accountability too. Totally. If, it, if you are struggling to be accountable toward yourself, like something great about the kit community as well is obviously it's a community. But, you know, for Josh, it was like having that group of friends that he, if he didn't turn up, it yeah. wasn't just letting himself down, but totally. the people around him. And that may just be one person with a training partner. Yeah. It, you know, I think accountability is plays such a huge role. It's accountable with the group of people that he works out with. It's definitely accountability. That's a huge factor. And then I think on top of that, it just makes him enjoy it more. And yeah, I think that's sure. something again, that we talk to so much with kick is it's like, you're only going to sustain a routine that you enjoy. So like if yeah. you hate running, if like if it literally, if you hate it every time, every step, don't try and force yourself to run five days a yeah. week because you will hate it every time and you'll probably not, sustain that for very long so it's like find a routine find a type of exercise yeah that you actually feel good doing and you're more likely to look forward to it and then you're less likely to skip it or you know and so i think that was for josh is like he really enjoys those workouts and like yeah. loves getting to see his friends and it's also because he's the stay-at-home parent he it's his kind of like escape every morning it's his alone time yeah. before a, a day with harvey <laughs> yeah definitely no nah, i've noticed such a big difference in him yeah um and yeah, it was good. I've said to you multiple times, it was awesome. I genuinely enjoyed getting to spend a lot more time with him. But hmm. he, um, but he genuinely was coming to the gym like fucking excited. Yeah, and messaging me like yeah. the day before, going like, uh, "What time are we on tomorrow?" <laughs> I'm like, "That's my job, bro. Like, fucking <laughs> let me message you." Um, but no, that's awesome. Your how was the process of writing the second book? Gone there. Um, it was hard to be honest, to be completely honest, I hadn't been fully back at work yet. And so I was kind of like still on my semi-mat leave. And I think anyone listening who might've gone through like postpartum before that first year, particularly of motherhood, um, I generally feel like I lost brain cells. Like I, <laughs> like my brain did not function yeah. normally. My brain is totally a thing. And so I found myself questioning a lot of what I was writing Um and so self-doubt was like at an all-time high. And I started, you know, writing something for a chapter. And then I'd be like, who do you think you are? And I'd just be like, yeah. what? <laughs> why, why do you think you can say this? And then I'd just doubt everything I was writing. And so I really struggled. Whereas when we wrote the first book, I was really, I was at a point in my life where I was like really confident, jumping on every opportunity, like really spontaneous, excited. Had more, more momentum within totally, that Totally. Yeah. And totally excited about it. And also we were talking to a younger, like we, our first book was kind of targeted at, at teenagers. So I felt really comfortable to like yeah. talk to a teenager. And um, whereas this one. Almost, you get the, it's almost like a case of like imposter syndrome. To oh, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. And so with this one, it was more like, okay, we're talking to like our age group, potentially even older. Um, so I don't know, for some reason that put the pressure on a little bit more. Um, but then I'm writing about things like self-doubt in the book and I'm like, you need to, if you're going to say to them <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to like push past this, you need to push past it. And so I was honest, I think in my, in one of the opening paragraphs, I, I opened up about that process yeah. and how I struggled. Um, and I think the other thing I did was I felt, I felt down that um, comparison trap. Laura's writing was like 10 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, it always is, but like, it was incredible and inspiring. And I would watch things that she would write over that break and like put them in and, I'd read them and I'd be like, oh my God, 
I need to delete my last paragraph because that is just nowhere near as good as what she's got there. And again, I fell down that stupid trap and it took me a while to remember, even from the first book, we have completely different writing styles, of course, because we're different people. Um, And that's okay. We've had different experiences. Different perspectives, yeah, yeah, different views, yeah, 100%. So I did struggle. But then once I picked up the momentum, I found it really, really enjoyable and putting it together and and reading it all come together um, and also seeing it. It's got a beautiful design to it. Um, it I was really proud. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's pre-sale still? January. Oh, so it's pre-sale now Now, and it actually um, kind of gets released and is like on shelves and will be in your hands from 31st of January. Unreal. We'll, we'll have a link to the pre-sale in the show Thanks. notes for everyone. Um, next 12 months, what's on the cards for Kirby Cleaner? You know some of it. I will never clue. <laughs> um, exciting things. I don't know how much I can oh, share. Yeah. <laughs> My team is going to be like, Ugh. Um, No, there are some really exciting things, particularly in Jan. We've yep. got a lot of ch- changes happening in Jan. Um, and a lot of these things have come from customer feedback. So uh, we've really listened to what people want. Um, they want to be kind of kept accountable. They want to follow something. And that is all I will say. <laughs> like, Amazing. Well, Steph, <laughs> thanks so much for coming in again. Uh, it's been great to catch up and I'm sure everyone's really enjoyed it. And for everyone who's listening, if you have enjoyed today's chat, we would uh, love to hear feedback, whether you post a screenshot on the Instagram story or just reach out to either of us. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So thank you so much, Steph. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs>